Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak. Eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. Noses, but do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel. Feet, but do not walk. They do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has remembered us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both the small and the great. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of man. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Two things are converging in my heart and mind as I live this day. The U.S. midterm election has taken place. The results are coming in. Thanksgiving is just around the corner. Those two things are converging in my mind. And before the election, <clears throat> this last weekend, I sent out a link to an article by Scott Meadows called After the Election. I want to quote a few sections from that. And uh, it starts this way. The first Tuesday after the first Monday in November is approaching with another national midterm election. Many exaggerate its importance. Pundits to boost ratings, politicians to secure votes. And he goes on to say, he wants to tell us what God's word has to say in addressing this issue. And first thing he brings out is the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ still reigns. The second thing, the government is still ordained by God. The third thing, the church is still triumphing in Christ. The, the, the Bible is, is so relevant. Uh, we don't need to make it relevant. We just simply need to show its relevance. Uh, someone came up to R.C. Sproul, as they have to many a preacher, and say, you made the Bible come alive. And he replied, actually, it's the Bible that makes me alive. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Bible is the living word of God. Here again, Psalm 115, verse 3. Our God is in the heavens. He does all 
that he pleases. One of the things the article goes on to say is this, Beloved, after the election, all of this is still true and real, talking about the triumph of Christ over the powers of hell. No politicians or electorate can dethrone the Lord Jesus Christ. Quoting Proverbs 11 verse 21, Be assured an evil person will not go unpunished. God even mocks their ridiculous attempts as Psalm 2 testifies. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Quoting again from the article, Jesus is Lord today in the USA. Jesus was Lord when the Roman Empire was throwing Christians to the lions in the Colosseum, during Muslim expansion in the lead up to the Crusades, when the Roman Catholic Church was torturing our forefathers in the Spanish Inquisition, and when Hitler was tyrannizing Europe. Jesus will remain Lord, whatever efforts might be made in all, by all in this country who oppose our biblical faith. We need to understand that. We need to recognize that. We need to be aware of the Lordship of Christ. We need to understand this. We really do. On days like this and weeks like this, uh, we can be prone if we didn't think the election went the way we should to be very, very discouraged. I'm again quote a paragraph. From the little band of 120 mentioned in Acts 1, adherents have increased to the point that those who identify as Christians number between 2 and 3 billion in our time, more than uh, any other, far more than any other religion. I would not suggest that all of these people are saved, rather in a very dramatic way ag against great opposition. The living, reigning Lord Jesus has been doing battle with the devil and prevailing over him, rescuing from his clutches every single sinner chosen by God from eternity to be saved. Hundreds of millions more people identify as Christians than as Muslims, the second la largest religious group, Hindus, secularists, Buddhists, and other religious groups are much much smaller. He goes on, when there were not nearly so many Christians in the world, the Apostle Paul in his generation served Christ with good morale and confident hope that the gospel ministry was not in vain. He believed it was accomplishing exactly what Christ intended. That is why Paul could write, thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. He goes on. <clears throat> Call or list to mind after the election. No matter what, the church is still triumphing in Christ. Many professing Christians seem more concerned about the well-being of the United States than they are about the church. Or they think the church's fortunes rise and fall with religious freedom in the USA. 
that helps account for their obsession with politics and neglect of worship and fellowshipping and evangelistic witness. They are far too elated and dejected with various political upheavals. Let me, let me read that again, that little section of that. Many professing Christians seem more concerned about the well-being of the United States than they are about the church, or they think the church's fortunes rise and fall with religious freedom in the USA. I think that's true. I think that is where a lot of us are. And as I say, two things are converging. The U.S. midterm election and Thanksgiving being just around the corner. And with this in mind for our King's Church family, I want to um, recommend, point you to, uh, an overview of history that's available now online. And if you were to go to Puritan Conference, or one word, puritanconference.org, I'm inviting you to go watch or listen to, both are available, audio and video, uh, a 54-minute teaching. It's an overview. It's General Session 1. It's the first session of the conference by Stephen J. Lawson. And uh, the title is The Theological and Historical Foundation of the Puritans. Why do I send you that way? I believe it would put backbone in you. Backbone of steel. You know, in uh, overviewing the history you see that when one king is in charge in the United Kingdom, in England, uh, some things go well. And when another king arises, not so. Not so for the Christians. Uh, when one queen comes into power, uh, it's death to many pastors. Uh, and it's, in, it's really on the turn of a dime, the change of, of, of a dime. One day on a Tuesday... This is in view. Then someone dies, and then the next day someone else is in view as the king or the queen. And depending on who was king or queen, there's either peace or persecution. That was the lifestyle of many in church history. And I believe if, if you go through it, and I've gone through it a number of times, this, I think it's twice I've gone through this, I'm encouraging you to go through it at least once. Watch this 54-minute teaching overview entitled The Theological and Historical Foundation of the Puritans. It'll do your soul good. Hey, God's on the throne. Jesus is Lord. And what we're about, kingdom business, <laughs> is the most important thing taking place on planet Earth. Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the wonders of Jesus Christ, the Lord, reigning now on his throne. May we live under his lordship, be pleasing to him. May our lives show forth the fact that he is our Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.